Tune in and stream live now. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast, is now being broadcast on NPN Voice. NPN Voice can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and now on Audible and Amazon Music and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave, the podcast, now on NPN Voice. NPN Voice, got voice, you heard? Trauma that's befallen us. Divine social interactions remains marvelous. Mind blowing, swabalicious talk, higher consciousness. But think, let not your hearts be troubled. Dr. Brother Suave, divine light, give you dull. Greetings, this is Dr. Brother Suave, your mind blowing, thought provoking, and eye opening on air personality, life coach, psychotherapist, author, your divine social therapist, and the host of Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave. Man, this is such a beautiful Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. Man, episode six of season five. Season five, can y'all believe that? Man, it's been a minute. We doing this thing. And I'm blessed. I'm just so blessed. As I always say, thank God for waking me up. My health, life, and strength. Allowing me to see a day I've never seen before. Another day to get it right. And another day to tell my friends, my family, and those I love, I love them, and I love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So again, <clears throat> as you notice, I went to the yesterday, had a little sinus infection, and so my voice is, sounds a little weird, but I'm, I'm happy I'm going to go ahead and press through it and make this happen. So today's topic is, I'm, on a, I'm a man who's on a mission, and the mission is to take back the term man. Yes, the term man, and I just have an issue with it, you know? I hear people use that term so loosely. And again, if you know me, I'm sensitive about that. If you look on any of the posts, I'm always telling people there's a difference between a man, adult male, and a grown boy. <clears throat> and sometimes I'd be like, yo, if, if, if they're if they are men, what am I? A super god, a demigod, or something? Because when you understand the definition of men, <clears throat> how I understand it, man, I'm telling you, it's a totally different word. How you doing, Brother Wally? So I think in general society, I think we just got this word so distorted and we seem to turn things that are good, bad. Things are, that are negative, positive. And, and for God's sake, the N-word, how did that even become acceptable when it's the most degrading word that, that we ever heard? But sometimes we use it as terms of endearment. So the sad thing is that the things that are positive, the things that are important, the things that are powerful, um, the things that are enlightening, things that have some form of order to it, 
or the things that are respectful. We completely marginalize them. We take those things for granted or we just dismiss them altogether. What the AG hockey stick is going on? So my topic tonight is I'm going to take back the term man. So, <clears throat> so when I was looking at the term man, now this is, this is a kicker. When I was looking at the definition of man, and again, these lines are being blurred. Society is changing a lot of things. So here, here. So I was looking at one definition and it says, <clears throat> the definition of man is an individual human, especially an adult male human, a man belonging to a particular category as by birth, residence, membership, or occupation. <clears throat> Usually a combination, excuse me. And Webster has this definition. Woo it says an adult who lives and identifies as a male, though they may have been said to have different sex at birth. Example, Mark is a trans man, a man who was said to be a female when they were born. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, things are just different. So, well, obviously the term and the definition of man has been blurred. Well, y'all know Dr. Brother Suave, and you know how creative I am. And what I'm going to do is, by my own Suave philosophy, I'm going to tell you the term that Dr. Brother Suave came up with. And I'm going to read it. Um, the, the definition of man is one who was born biologically a male, who has developed mentally, spiritually, <coughs> excuse me, socially, who has character, integrity, and has self-love, who knows how to prioritize his life, his family, his business, who honors himself, his family, his Lord, his creator, his community. He is stable. He's God-fearing. He has vision. He's capable. He's responsible. He's reasonable, respectable, and guess what? He's reliable. Excuse me. And he understands there will be some challenges in life. He will understand there's going to be some challenges paying dues. <clears throat> but guess what? He knows these are the challenges you experience when you're becoming a man. So now that's my opinion. That's my definition. And yeah, it was long. It was long. But guess what? I said what I said. How you doing, brother? So see, men have integrity. See, we cover our families. We cover our women. We learn how to say no. We understand the struggle. You know, I know sometimes our women love us and sometimes they turn themselves to a captain saver, bro. But a man learns to say no. He learns how to say, you know, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to work it out. You know, just like that baby when they fall. They'll get, they'll get it together. They'll get up. They, we, we love you, but we don't always need your help. You know, and sometimes it's a lot of interference and you just sometimes got to stand down. So, so often society forgets that men, we are natural nurturers. And sometimes, again, society tends to marginalize the positive characteristics of men. But what I do is suggest you do this. Go ask a, 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 a lady who had her family intact and had her father in their relationship. You know how they always say, Baby's little girls, daddy's little girls. Well, go ahead, ask, ask a, a lady who was raised by a father and see how she has the opinion of who's the more nurturing party. And another thing, um, and you will see, this is not, and I don't want people to say, well, I did this, I did this, because then you start looking at numbers. 
but you have to also take into consideration the 79.9% of women get custody. So you, you have to consider it. And in addition to you looking at um, so many people in certain situations. So they're looking at their circumstances. We're not necessarily looking at balanced families. <clears throat> so what I do is I suggest you do that. And also, <coughs> excuse me, um, let me drink this water right quick. Um, as a nurturing parent facilitator, there's a lot of um, studies and, and, and numbers that show those fathers have these close intimate relationships with their daughters and the daughters tend to share a lot because they don't feel like being judged. And sometimes those fathers just become nurtured. Come on, baby. I got you. I understand. I'm here to listen. And a lot of times we don't say that. Sometimes I leave you are sometimes very hard and judgmental and become a little too hard, you know, but again, society don't want to hear those things. And I'm here to tell you, you know, there's some numbers out there. So again, the lines are constantly being blurred. And so now one of the things I wanted to say is that, um, <clears throat> when you look at again, 79.9. So, so many women are, they, they, they tend to keep their children away from their fathers. So they don't get a chance to have those experiences. Now it's many reasons why, because sometimes we could be abusive. We could be alcoholic, but sometimes we just make that decision to abandon our families. We know that, but then also as numbers saying that like men specifically are the most involved with their fathers. I mean, with their children and those some children. Those are some statistics. So when you look at globally, you know, men tend to have a significant influence on their children. It's just that they need the opportunity. And sometimes there's a lot of parent alienation is done. So again, you know, we have to get past our feelings about things. We have to do some research. We have to start doing some studies. And sometimes we got to get out our own way about these situations. And, and also one of the things we got to take ownership and stop sometimes playing victims saying, well, you're bashing women or you're doing this. What we're talking about these things that are factual. And I know it doesn't apply to everybody. So guess what? When it doesn't apply to you, <coughs> you have to sometimes um, manage your emotions and say, you know what? That doesn't apply to me. And that's the thing you have to really realize. If it don't apply to you, you're not part of the problem. You're part of the solution. And so, <clears throat> and so again, there are so many intangibles and benefits that um, fathers need to be actively involved and not um, prohibited from seeing their children because there's a lot of intangibles <clears throat> that we can provide our, our young our, our youngsters, such as instincts, understanding sacrifice, how to cover basic um, things like opening the door, protection. These are things that, you know, we, we do a little differently. You know, we teach them values <clears throat> um, and learning how to understand boundaries because a lot of times, Young men don't learn that when they're in a different um, setting, you know, respect compared to love, you know, like because, again, one of the most important things to men is respect. That's our love language compared to love, you know, because women, the most important thing to women is love and the most important thing to men. So men have to have respect, desire to get respect and need to respect and women desire and need and have to have love. But when you look at some of the things that happens, like, you know, talking to those young boys any kind of way in the when they re re retaliate or act out, they say, hey, who do you think you're talking to? But they don't understand the organic nature of a male. He has to have respect. And you can't do that. You can't do that stuff. You know, and so when we're teaching them emotional intelligence, teaching them how to think about things before they react can't be impulsive. And these are some of the learned behaviors as young males get when they're in a different setting. You know, for example, sucking at the teeth. You know, 
<coughs> excuse me, those things go completely <clears throat> unnoticed by that 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 that, that, that mother. Whereas the man, it's like a color word, like, whoa, whoa, what you doing? <clears throat> and I could I can recall learning behaviors as myself as a child. <clears throat> and I remember, you know, I love cooking, so I will um, sit and watch my mom and learn things how to cook. And I will watch her have her hands on her hip, you know, things like that. And if she does something, she, you know, and I remember um, it was something I was doing, but I remember talking and I had my hands on my hip. And my pops was like, what are you doing? And I was like, what? See, unbeknownst to me, I had picked up a behavior that's not characteristic of a male. And so what happens is this. <clears throat> he said um, that. And I said, what? What are you talking about? What, dad? And so he said, sucking your teeth. That's not a man characteristic. So the, the, the being present is being able to help you redirect certain characteristics. Because we need each other. You understand? We need each other in terms of when it comes to co-parenting, when it comes to teaching. So these are the things that's important when it comes to male characteristics and female characteristics. And I know some people say, well, I don't believe in that. But that's your, your preference. You know, all I'm saying is there are certain things that I view, and these are maybe my perspectives, and I know it's millions more. I, I want to look at something. This is, um, it says, when raised in a matriotic family, your aunt really taught the significance of a man's presence if the woman of the family are angry and unhealed. Exactly. And that's a term I coined. It's called a matriarch household mentality. And sometimes, again, the man is present. The philosophy, the perspectives are gone unheard, unnoticed. And then what happens is, you know the term hurt? People hurt people. Sometimes they hurt. And a lot of the things that they say, <clears throat> maybe against that male figure who happened to hurt them, and they say those things in the presence of children, specifically those males. And the next thing you know, he has a problem with males. And, and they don't realize the damage that's doing to that child. So now he becomes extremely aggressive. He doesn't understand male energy. You know, he could be talked to, disrespected, and being completely um, talked to any kind of way by his mother. But then <clears throat> any male figure comes into life, try to be um, assertive with him. He gets super offended. But somehow he can manage to take all that verbal abuse and disrespect like it's nothing because that has been normalized in his environment. So these are the things. That was a great point, Mo. Great, great point. And so, again, so, you know, when I was saying about me sucking my teeth, these are things that was brought to my attention and we had that conversation. And so this is what happens to a lot of things. So it could be turns of throwing out the garbage. You know, you get frustrated, you do it or tying the shoes. These things, no. Again, parenting styles for males are different from parenting styles from females. And so we have to always understand that. So what we do is like we, we, we you know, you're teaching that male not to go backwards and forth, you know, and that dynamic is so toxic when you have another uh, going back and forth like their peers. So inappropriate knows inappropriate knows a boundary. Those are enmeshed relationships. <clears throat> and they definitely are not appropriate. We teach them integrity about taking accountability. You know, son, when you do something, just admit you're wrong and keep it simple. And so, again, understand learned behaviors. And so taking about teaching, taking responsibility. Um, and uh, I wanted to see social uh, taking responsibility. It says another person. I, I like these questions. Social engineering and raising boys, making them sissies instead of men. 
you know, I don't know if it's making them sissies. I just know they're picking up characteristics that are not consistent of characteristics of men because I could see certain things and, and the characteristics of a lot of us males, but I don't think it has anything to do with orientations. I just think it's certain things, as I said, learned behaviors. <coughs> and so again, um, being a teaching, teaching them how to take, uh, taking ownership. And one thing about a man, we ain't trying to hear those excuses, you know, we're not trying to hear those excuses. So I'm not saying that women are doing a, a good job, but let me just let you know, good is not enough. You know, we got to do better. We got to start raising the bar and looking at, we got to do better. We got to do excellent. We got to do great. You know, especially when it comes to dealing with the lack of awareness and the needs of our boys. We got to understand they need this redirection. They need this firm, not the screaming and yelling, <clears throat> making these promises and don't fall through. You have to say what you mean and mean what you say. That's why effective communication is vital. You understand? So it's just that simple. You got to be having self-awareness of how you do. And, and if you're a single parent, you can't just be, when you have boys, you can't just be a, a mother. You have to be the objective parent because you have to be mindful how you carry yourself. And there's nothing wrong you have to be feminine because that's who you are however you have to watch who's watching you <clears throat> because trust if he see you putting on little boy putting on the um makeup and the shoes he's going to try to experiment he's going to do it so it's your responsibility as a responsible parent to have that conversation with him and say these are the things because if you don't redirect the behaviors trust they're going to follow suit so um and so we know that these are the things that our youngest are not taught when they're in that environment, you know? So these are things that um, by men, you know, we tend to teach them. So again, I always say there's a big difference between a grown boy and an adult male. And that's what you get when you don't pay attention because you're going to get those type of out outcomes. And this was leads to frustration to our women in the future. Because what happens is <clears throat> when one generation is not teaching it, they're going to see this as evident that they weren't taught and we'll see who's raising them. So you have to be mindful of your parenting skills. You know, so many times I hear this, well, they don't have, they don't teach <coughs> you how to be a parent. They don't write books. Well, guess what? They have thousands of books. It's just that we learn these things by uh, social learning, but that's just not true. There's millions of millions of books uh, on parenting, it, it, again, I, I'm a nurturing parenting uh, parenting facilitator, and I'm gonna tell you, there's a lot of lot of parents who just don't know basic skills in it, and communication is one of them. I want to address this question. It says, um, "I learned that I needed to redirect based on our values, not culture. Culture will have those kids so confused. Absolutely." And so those are the things we have to be mindful. And that's why I, I, I talk from a social, spiritual, and clinical perspective. Because when you're talking about social, <clears throat> this is the term insanity cycle. You know, doing something over and over and expecting a different result. And then you're doing a clinical. It's called patterns and repetitions. Still, patterns, repetition, repeating itself over and over. And the last but not least, generational curses repeating and repeating and repeating. And this is what happens when we continue to repeat these patterns. So sometimes we just got to slow things and look at 
how I felt, what I experienced, and how can I stop that pattern? How can I stop that generation curve? How can I stop that insanity cycle? Because in reality, we know how it made us feel. It made We know how it influenced us, but we just don't want to communicate that to other generations. And that's important that you do. Transparency equates to empowerment. So we have to be able to talk about these things. We can't be afraid to talk about it. <clears throat> so again, um, we have to always, again, take into consideration of the 79.9 um, women who have custody. Here's another question. Okay, it says, um, by Mr. Kutfu, it says, I'm sorry if I mispronounced Osinar. Oh, yes. Oh, how you doing? Oh, it says, how should young men of this generation learn to face adversity challenges that hurt their development as men? I'm glad you say that. Now, here, a little thing that I do know about you, oh, you're educated, you're smart, you're driven, and you world travel. You see? Suppose somebody taught you that. See, when you have an interest in something, you pursue it. <clears throat> it's like when you have the first generation college graduates. When you have people, when they want something, just like I'm going to tell you, a person who say, well, I didn't have a father, so I didn't learn how to do this. Well, let's say you grew up in poverty. And somehow, you want to get out of poverty. I guarantee you, you want to make money. You somehow take the initiative. And a lot of people who didn't have money, they took the initiative and go to drug dealers say, hey, bro, put me down. Show me how to do this. Show me the game. Put me in the game, coach. See, they take the initiative to do things they want. So again, you know, <clears throat> people can learn because people are a lot more intelligent that we give them credit to. We give them credit for it. So again, people can do that. Oh, you know, you can, and, and also seek mentors. That's why when I see people saying, I don't have a man, listen, you know, I took the initiative and, and you see our, our relationship over the past six, seven months. So you know how I am. You can take the initiative and I can tell you this. I remember um, when I was young and I remember I was at the Black Businessman Convention downtown Miami and um, I met this individual I was a daughter of Les Brown, um, <clears throat> and I remember meeting him, and I asked him, would he be my mentor? Just simple yes or no. <clears throat> Just simple yes or no. And then I was in L.A. Um, <clears throat> doing some training and speaking, and I remember watching this dynamic man critiquing all the great lecturers in this country. And man, he did it like a science. It was like, wow, his ability to critique them and look at their strong points, their weak points, what they can do better, how they can be more dynamic. And it was just so impressive. <clears throat> and um, so after we took a break, he went over there to sit by himself. And he know, anybody know me, I believe in balance. I don't believe in being uh, aggressive. I don't believe in being passive, but I believe in being perfectly assertive, balanced. <clears throat> so I took the initiative, um, gave him my name, <clears throat> told him who I was and what I did, and, and I said, listen, you're a dynamic man, you're great, and I would like for you to be my mentor. And he did. He said yes. And this great person happens to be Dr. Anthony Sweeney, been my mentor to this day. <clears throat> so again, um, oh, oh, big old when you want something, you have to take the initiative to do it. You can't be passive. You can't be uh, aggressive. You have to be perfectly assertive.
So that's how you get yourself to go to a whole another level by being assertive and taking the initiative. There's <clears throat> a thing that I said often. Potential without initiative is nothing but a conversation with yourself and others and doing absolutely nothing. So you got to take the potential. You can have all the potential in the world, but if you do not take the initiative to make it happen, it's nothing but a conversation with yourself saying, I'm going to do this. And with other people and tell them, I'm going to do that. And doing absolutely nothing. So if you got the potential, you must take the initiative in order for you to get results. Okay? <clears throat> so, so again, um, back to the children that are away from their fathers. And um, I don't need to um, keeping children away from their father. I don't need to really go into that because we know that's 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 a travesty when it comes to them and keeping them, them away from their fathers, you know, or and preventing them from ever meeting their fathers. So these are the summer things. So we have to come together as men and ladies and get this term right. We got to uh, come together and get our generations because we're going to need them. We're going to need men of value. You know, we got to uh, uh, um, get to a point that we have to say, you know what? I'm going to do what's right in the best interest of my child and the future. <clears throat> you understand? And the future, not just his future. Because he's not on this planet by himself. <coughs> but the future. <clears throat> okay? So we don't want to have our children in a fatherless state of mind. Because this hurts. It really hurts. It hurts me <clears throat> dealing with my clients. Just to hear the pain. It hurts me hearing this. And let me tell you. <clears throat> it has hurt marriages. Destroyed marriages. And people say, well, they need to get over it. You, you, you don't get over it. There's, people don't know. There's no time limit on, on grief. And that's grief and trauma as well. And we got to understand the damage that we're doing to our children. And so we have to also realize who's raising them. <coughs> I know <clears throat> sound like you're pointing the finger, but who's raising them? Remember, 79.9, you can do your research. So I have a question um, I want to ask you guys. How do we expect boys to develop into men? You think they're supposed to develop through men through osmosis? <coughs> so anyone who's listening to this broadcast, the question is, how do we expect men, boys to develop into men? So what I'm going to do is go into... Um, Station identification, and we'll be right back with Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Swab. We're shining bright. And we're shining the light on us like no other. Neighborhood planet. Our neighborhood, our world.
Social Therapy with Dr. Brother Suave. Today's topic, changing the term, taking back the term men. Listen, um, when I was on the break, I was thinking, like, this is why um, last month my voice was so jacked up and I just didn't want to come on. And I know I apologize for the coughing. And um, <clears throat> but I'm trying to press through. I know it sounds funny and it could be, uh, I guess, annoying that we continue to cough. But um, I'm definitely uh, apologize. So um, I, I hope that you guys thought about the question I asked and I have some answers. I don't see any right now. So, again, the question is, how do we expect boys to develop into men? OK. Paulo, hey, how you doing, brother? I just let you know, man. Appreciate you, man. Love you. It said boys become men through nurture and nature and nature and nurture. And that's what I was saying. Again, <clears throat> nurturing and nature, nurturing. And so, you know, a lot of times we are marginalized, uh, Paulo. But men are very natural nurturers, you know, it's just that a lot of times we don't see it because our environment, this is what I'm saying. Once you break generational curses, breaking patterns of repetition and, and breaking the sanity cycle, you will, your eyes will be open to see high functioning, loving, nurturing men. I'm telling you, you will see the difference. Men are always telling their sons they love them. It's natural. We hug, we kiss our Sons, we tell them we love them. It's so freaking natural. <clears throat> and, and, and again, when we say it, these people are trying to tell us about their experiences and not, not marginalize their experiences. But again, when we look at those large numbers, again, <clears throat> so many families are broken. Over 70% of families are broken out of wedlock. And, and, and so we're not seeing this thing because we're so far to the left. We're not being able to see the balance. It's not 50%, it's not 80 20 it's over 70%. That's a great percentage. I'm not saying it's function, but it's just, it's, it's just unfortunate. And I just want to address this next question. Thank you, guys. I just want to tell you, thank you guys for um, engaging. I love the engagement. It's powerful. And I just tell you, I, when I say I mean it, and I appreciate you, I appreciate you. So here it is by um, Brother Wally. It says, so if there is no culture, how is a um, child supposed to model behavior? The LGBTQ has values, and is that okay for our culture? Again, I think brother was trying to talk about uh, a generic culture in terms of how we see it without the changing of value systems. You know, and again, that's why I was saying <clears throat> things have changed when you're looking at the definition of man. Things have changed, and that's why the lines are blurred. Okay, brother Wally, thank you for that. <clears throat> so again. So when we sit there and the question is, how do we expect boys to develop into men? I think this is co completely um, illogical to think that it's possible that our, our young boys can develop into men considering all the things that are against them. That's why it's imperative <coughs> that we take the initiative when we out there in those streets, we talk to brother. Anybody know me, I'm going to talk to a young brother and, and, and so into his life, give him some game and teach him how to be forgiving, loving and nurturing and also how to Manage his emotions. They also sometimes give a brother pass when they get into conflict. Okay. It says, I believe the best way is for them to see a man exactly present modeling. <clears throat> it says, um, we got to see it <clears throat> before you can be it. A absolutely. And when males who do not show manly traits are around, be sure to point them out because it's right. That's why I told you. When I was doing this and sucking my teeth, that wasn't a manly characteristic. 
It was more feminine and more female characteristics. And again, <clears throat> I'm not here to offend anybody in the LGBTQ. I'm just talking about because I'm a man advocate and I'm going to um, advocate <clears throat> for what I believe men and what we stand for and without blurring the lines. You know, so this is my stance. Like every, <clears throat> like he says, LGBTQ have their bags. Why well, have my bags in there? Anybody know? I don't have to agree with you to respect you, okay? But I'm going to have my values on it. Oh, how you doing, Miss Ernestine? Says by example, a positive male role models exactly. And so what I do is a lot of times again, I like to put emphasis on positive men role models because it's again the difference. Because again, <clears throat> see when we're born, Miss Ernestine. There's two things are born, male and the female. So, <clears throat> so a lot of times they call us all men, but no, we're all males. We have to develop and earn that title of being a man. You understand? So when I say positive man role models, and so they can see the difference, you know, we can see the difference and how they carry themselves, the responsibility and other things. <clears throat> and I do put that emphasis on masculinity as well. Okay. So thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Mr. Brown, uh, how you doing? Good evening. Or should I say suave evening? Follow Mr. Parent. It said Western society, European, is completely detached from reality, nature, God, and, uh, and is attempting to destroy God's creation on every level. Now, you know what? I'm glad you said that because everybody has different philosophies, religious philosophies, but the core values of anything spiritual or relating to any God or any superior being, it has its order. This is why uh, all the um, religious philosophy have 10 basic principles. And society is just, <coughs> excuse me, changing so much of order. That's why I'm saying order is so essential. And they're doing it on every level. And, and, and again, we have to be strong enough to see the works of the enemy. We have to be mindful of that. And again, you know, you don't always have to have your religious philosophy, but I guarantee you have some values and support when it comes to having positive man role models in their life and try to keep some levels of order. Okay. So again, um, <clears throat> so again, I, I just think that we got to stop all the marginalizing and we got to have um, <clears throat> a standard. <clears throat> we have to have a standard. We got to stop saying this is not um, a, a characteristic of a man, but guess when, when something happens, the first one you're going to ask is that masculine man to come and protect you, going to hide behind him. So that's just the way I see it, and I've seen it millions of times. Brother Wally, kaboom, truth. We are getting, um, we are getting there, my people. Let's hold accountable the ones who stray away from our natural tribal ways. Absolutely. Again, I say it's natural to us. We're natural protectors and providers, but what happens is <clears throat> when these dynamics change and we are so many of us, 70% of this environment, we pick up these behaviors and we're not at our organic state. We don't become natural protectors and providers, and these are deviated from our tribal ways, you know? <clears throat> so again, we have to understand how important it is, and we got to improve in our communication, our love language, and our parenting styles, and we got to understand our parenting styles are different. We got to understand about respect and, and not always 
being challenged. You know, I, I know mothers, I know y'all love y'all kids, but our love language is different. I don't want you to be under the illusion that you love your child more because you do the cuddling and you thinking you're protecting them. Because let me tell you something, protecting could be considered dark love because it's hard to tell the lover, the love they're giving is wrong. And what I mean by that is you loving so much, you enabling, you coddling, and it's dark, trust, because you don't give them the opportunity to pick up. It's just like a baby, as I said earlier, <clears throat> your baby falls. You're already, your baby's trying to develop and learn how to walk. And then the baby fall and fall. You busting your behind and help the child. Leave the child alone. The child will get up. The child has to manage these things on their own. And again, I say, man, understand there will be challenges. But when you do this, you don't understand you're enabling. So again, it's called dark love. And it's hard to tell the lover, that mother, the love she's giving is wrong. You understand? So of course, you know, you know, sometimes we are natural leaders, but again, when we're in this environment, we're not we're not developing into our natural course because we don't have the presence of a man. <clears throat> and, and again, um, and I'm not saying man's supposed to be dictators. But again, when it's abuse, of course, <coughs> you need to step in and get yourself involved. But understand the needs of our young black males. Okay? So, but it's important to have a level of self-awareness and not coddle and overprotect, be an overprotective parent. Because I know that you love your child. But the way you love your child is different than the way we love our child. So... <clears throat> Um, I'm gonna do a little role model. I mean, um, role play after I give these few um, reenactments of the dynamics of um, fathers parenting differently compared to how mothers parent. So please don't get any feelings about um, how this may perceive as a stereotype because anybody understand quantitative methods, anything over fifty percent is a norm. So if you want to sit there and say it's a stereotype, then trust I guarantee those fifty percent. A mother's doing these type of behaviors, so it's not a stereotype. If it's if it's that 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 understanding, so it may not apply to you. So if it don't apply to you, don't even worry about it. Please don't take offense to it. Okay. <clears throat> so again, um, sorry about that prayer call, <clears throat> because I'm here to help, and that's that's that's, and I have this insight on it. So here here's the scenario. You guys remember um boys in the hood. You remember um, when Trey, I guess, uh, Angela Bassett felt that he needed to go <clears throat> to his father's house because this was, I guess, his time. As you notice, the first thing um, <clears throat> Trey had to do was do the yard. And he, father, immediately set boundaries and established his alpha male status and let him know who was the boss? It wasn't gonna be no backwards and forth, any of that. Any of that. So my 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 role play I'm gonna do is this. Um when sometimes you have this toxic dynamic between a mother and a child, the backwards and forth, the yelling and the screaming. It comes from a place of um Lying. Yeah, lying. I said it. Lying. And it starts off at a very early part of a child. 
I got this. It's going to represent a baby. <coughs> so, a role play. So, the, the mother is cooking. And she's doing a lot. She's worked all day. She's doing so much. So, she's cooking. And she says, listen, mommy's trying to do this, cook this food and prepare dinner for all of us. I had a long day. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to cook this first. I'm not picking you up because I got to get this done. And you can, and you're going to, I won't be able to get it done because you keep crying. So I'm not going to pick you up. I'm not going to pick you up. I can't keep doing this. I'm not going to keep doing it. Okay. Now you stop crying. I love you, but I just can't do it. Now you sit down and I'm not picking you up anymore. So you sit there and stop all that crying. So mommy can get this done. When, when I told you, I ain't picking you up. Trust, trust and believe. I ain't picking you up. And oh my God. Oh my God. I told you I'm not going to pick you up. See, that's lying. But I'm going to show you the next stage. You know what? <clears throat> the teacher keep telling me you keep acting up in school and you acting up. You keep acting up. You're not going to get that PlayStation and you're definitely not going to have that <coughs> 11th birthday party and keep acting up. Here it is. Hello. Um, little Johnny was acting up again today in school. Um, you have to come pick him up because he's, he's being suspended. Okay, I'll be there. And so you're giving a lying treatment. I told you I'm not going to be keep doing it. You can't keep acting up in school. And mommy didn't plan all this stuff. And you're talking about, I'm not getting it. You're not having an um, 11th birthday party. Well, Johnny has his 11th birthday party and his PlayStation. We all know Johnny gets his PlayStation. You know, here, here's another example. You might not be having all the managed girls in my house and having a baby because I'm not taking care of no baby. You know, do this. Oh, that's my granddad. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. See, these are the things that create. So you got to understand the mess, mess you send in my head. Putting in here. Oh, I'm not having no man. I'm not moving no man in my house. Trust. I, I, ooh, what I look like taking care of him. No, got me bent. I'm not doing it. And what happened? We move in. So again, you don't want to, and this is what I'm talking about, taking ownership. Take ownership of the lie, because that's what it is. You may try to be intellectually, try to justify saying, well, I have the right to change your mind. Yes, but look at the pattern. Look at the pattern. Trust, look at the pattern. <clears throat> so this dynamic, when this boy doesn't understand, the first authority figure is the parent. So when they don't respect the parents, and look at it, that's 79.9% of women have custody of children. <clears throat> look at the mentality they build. And so when that child gets with a father who doesn't do that, it's a, an adjustment. So here's the scenario I want to give the last one. Here's that child who comes over, <clears throat> similar to Trey on Boys in the Hood. So the father comes, the child comes over to father. And so, <coughs> stereotype. So what she does is um, she gives him some money. She gives him all this stuff. So the father comes <coughs> again, confronts her. Hey, listen, check this out. Um, you need to cut that grass because they're not having all that. Ain't no back and forth. And when you get in there, clean them dishes, clean this and that, and it ain't going to be no back. You know, and may use some harsh um, choice words, profanity, or however you want to call it, but he means business. 
He may even say something like, in about the minute you think you can go back and forth to me, it's the minute I'm F you up. So he establishing things. And that child knows, hey, dad is not playing. So guess what? He doesn't. No feedback, no kickback, <clears throat> nothing. He may sneak behind and make that phone call. And then here go Captain Saber, bro. Oh, he's little Johnny said this and this and that. And this is where you have to start not um, control your impulses and not cross boundaries. Because trust, <clears throat> that child's going to definitely make improvements. Because guess what? He's going to say, hey, don't have no people calling my house talking about you acting up in school because I'm going to come down there and F you up. And trust, the child don't want that embarrassment, especially coming from that father because he know he's saying it, he's going to follow through to it. And he don't want them to throw those nuts. Is that, and he said, I don't want my child being in fear. Fear is, is, is good at times. Trust, it is very good at times. So understand how important this is. So again, <clears throat> our parenting styles are different. It's different, it's different, and it's different. You need to respect that. Because one thing about it is, they know we, we say what we mean, we mean what we say. So all that disrespect back and forth, you, we're not going to have someone disrespecting the house and then they're going to come back and stay in our house. And that's one of the things. Once we say out, we out. Dad, can I come back? No. We say what do we mean. And we mean what we say. And that's one of the things that when I said about communication. So those are the scenarios. So um, one of the last things I'm going to be going into is that <clears throat> we use the term men too loosely. So again, we're going to take this back. <clears throat> and, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of using that term. As I said, if they're men, what am I? Trust. See, if all these dudes are men, what are the real men? Are they demigods? Are they gods? Because ain't no way these dudes y'all calling men are men. They're grown boy and adult males. You know, they are exactly what I call them. Grown boys and adult males. <clears throat> and it may sound offensive, but here you could come up with another way that's not nearly as offensive. You know, but if you weren't about, we say the N-word all the time. We don't worry about that being a fist, but I'm going to leave that alone. <clears throat> so here's my suggestion. If you want to, don't call them men and you want to play it on a down low, you can say dudes. You can say guys. You can even play it off and say my brother. You can play it off that way. You know, <clears throat> but trust, you can see the real difference in how men do things versus these grown boys. You know, you see that we move different. You know, we, we open the doors. We carry ourselves different. We talk, think, and we carry ourselves completely different. We prioritize and we put the best efforts to have stability. Y'all understand that? <clears throat> you know, so what we do is we try to have stability before we even get into a committed relationship. But that means we prioritize, and that's the difference between those grown boys and those adult males, they're not doing this. Trust, they're not. And for the life of me, I can't understand, and I'm getting pissed off, why in the H-E double hockey stick, y'all keep getting with them and can't gonna get it. I mean, like I said earlier, <clears throat> um, he needs to have some basic ability to have some needs to take care of himself. And if he can't take care of himself, he can't take care of you and he can't take care of a child. And you're around here dealing with somebody who ain't no transportation, no shelter, no career, no job, no drive. How on the H-E-double hockey stick? How do you think it's going to turn out? 
Really? And you want and this is what I'm talking about taking ownership and saying these guys, no, we can't go as far as you let us. <clears throat> we can't get none of your nookie, we can't get your phone number, we can't get anything without your consent. So it's about time you take ownership and let us deal with these brothers who 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 don't have their act together, and we'll we'll talk to them. But then you gotta understand, stop crossing boundaries, stop saying we're talking to them too many and too harsh when we talk to our sons. They can deal with it, they're not that fragile. You making them fragile. Trust. You are making them fragile. <clears throat> so again, trust the process, you know, and, 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 and so we, we can make our young men leaders, but we need you to have our back and, 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 and try to somewhat be on the same page as us and not trying to fight us every freaking step of the way. You understand? <clears throat> and so he will be a leader and he will learn how to protect his family and he'll learn about respect. And so, so this is important. So I got a question I want to ask. <clears throat> how do you think, um, how do you, do you think this will turn out when you settle for this kind of individual? How do y'all think this is going to turn out when you settle for this, this type of stuff? We see it all the time. So anybody here, how do y'all think this is going to turn out? We see it. We see it, but I, I want to hear from you guys. If I don't get an answer in a minute, I'll just move forward. <clears throat> but I, I want to, that's why I say, how do you think it's going to turn out when you're selling, getting with people who don't have the ability? It's high probability. Just going to become a single parent. It's going to be a statistic. Because poor judgment is poor judgment. And you take ownership of, of, of this poor judgment. And this is why it hurts our future generation. <clears throat> so when we look at our... Um, Determine my coin relationship resume. Look at those things and look at the people you've been dealing with. <clears throat> you know, and so it helps you reflect back on those individuals that you dated and it wasn't compatible. It, they wasn't intelligent. They wasn't spiritual. They wasn't social. They just, oh, thank you. Awful outcomes. Exactly. Single parent. And that's why, you know, people find out. Thank you for that, Brother Wally. <clears throat> so again, they're not equally yoked. I did a show about this equally yoked, and I talked about relationship resume. So, <clears throat> so your relationship resume is just like your equal yoke. You can have the same spiritual philosophy, but it's the same things as not having somebody that's compatible with you intellectually, spiritually, financially, socially, developmentally. <clears throat> they have to be more equally yoked than other things than just. Uh, the spiritual philosophy, um, you know, so and I remember um, these things. So you have to think about those things. It's not going to turn out the way you think it's going to turn out. And that's the um, thing that we have to be mindful. And um, there was something <clears throat> that um, my last week, my last week's guest, uh, Mr. Kingsley Grant, he posts this and it says, dear wife, if you choose to marry a boy, not a man, don't be surprised when he acts like one. So again, the difference. So don't be all surprised and say, oh, this and this and that. And so one of the people responded um, to the person. She said, um, um, I married two mama's boys and I didn't learn my lesson yet. And the other person said, sometimes a girl will marry a boy thinking that he would grow into a man. 
And I'm going to get to that question. Just hold on. And see, and this is what I talk about when it comes to the um, term I call RRJ, romanticize, rationalize, and justify. So many people talking about living on potential. Well, again, you know, it's, it's, that's why I say I don't understand. It's obvious that it's not going to turn out. And as the brother said, horrible outcomes. It's best to leave that alone and keep it moving. Uh, parent, it says our society is collapsing because the foundation of society is father, mother, and child. That's the order. When I was in seminary, <clears throat> that's what they, you know. The order is your personal relationship with God, your spouse, your children, and then the ministry. And so we all know who's designated and ordained to be the head of the household. So it's going to be that father, that mother, and the child. But because our family and society is so broken. I guarantee the child come first. Now we know child come first when it comes to protecting the children. And if one of the other parents are endangering that child's life, you have to always, because the children can't protect themselves. But also remember the sacrament of husband and wife. They come first. And sometimes <coughs> these parents allow the child to manipulate them and turn them against the union. This is getting contributes to our divorce rates. Again, this really is an issue. So again, RRJ's thing is serious when you romanticize rationalize and justify okay and so this is just a, a thing that is in is, is, is just crazy and the one thing i want to say again taking back the term man kudos to those exceptional men out there who broke generational curses they took ownership <clears throat> they didn't uh, want to repeat the patterns of repetition they didn't want to repeat those uh, um uh, insanity cycles they didn't want to repeat what their fathers and the errors that their father failed them. They looked at them, learned those lessons and say, I'm not going to repeat this. And guess what? They, they was conscious of the choices they made to be stable, God fearing, to have vision, to be capable, responsible, reasonable, respectable and reliable. And I love you guys. Those are who I call exceptional. I call you guys the people who made lemonade out of lemon. I call you guys self-made. Because <clears throat> you went out there and did what you had to do. And that's the thing. You got to do what you have to do. You understand? And you guys made a difference in this world. And I, 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 I'm happy. So again, I suggest every man out there, take back so into a brother life and talk to him. He could be your age, he could be older and tell him and help him understand there's a difference between a grown boy and adult male. <clears throat> um, a grown boy and adult male. Understand it. And ladies, please, same thing. Up up them standards and pay attention to the little details. You understand? And break those generational curses. <clears throat> and if he's not so into your life and trying to prepare a future for you and, and prioritizing you, then he's not the one for you. So again, I hope you guys learned something from this. Um, I appreciate all you guys who um commented and everything. And if you, you need some um, um coaching. Trauma coaching, uh, relationship coaching. Uh, please go to my website. Um, www. Did I say www? Forget it. Brotherswab.com. Brotherswab.com. I done messed up. And I'm um, gonna tell you, you can check on the services and um, check me out. And be sure to check in each and every Wednesday at 8:30. Every Wednesday at 8:30. Wednesday, man. On Doctor Brother Swab. And just remember, great minds are great places. I love you and I mean it. Bye bye. Hello, my name is Goma Marie Kunde. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified trauma counselor.
and I am NPN TV.